Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Help. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with GEICO, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This GEICO sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your GEICO team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. Hello there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo and it is inauguration day. We're not gonna I did a special show on Key Largo uh, on Keys Bartender Spillage. Uh, watched the previous since he didn't mention the current president's or the incoming president's name, I'm not gonna mention his name anymore. Uh, at th- for this show. But there are lingering things. I was toying with the idea of playing my boyfriend's back, but uh, as I know, some of my listeners may be, may or may not be homophobic, and they may consider that uh, allusion too directly gay, but I don't think there's any problem. Love is love, uh, but uh, it's, it's not my uh, lifestyle, but it doesn't make it wrong. I am, how am I getting sidetracked already? I got so much to talk about today. A couple episodes ago, I mentioned, uh, or maybe, well, it's possible. I, I, I went into work. I worked part-time at a hospital at the gym, and I got offered. Uh, they said, hey, listen, we got a certain amount of vaccines, and we got to give them out to the employees. Um, would you like the vaccine? Yes, they said that to me. Uh, would you like the vaccine? And I said, yeah, yes. And so I sent him an email. I said, every time I put every moment, I said, I am available every day until three o'clock, which could have put me in spot. If they put me at three o'clock, that would have been late. But um, to have, except for Monday, when we're called day Monday, to get a shot. And I know there's a lot of people out there that didn't want to get the vaccine for it. But um, I am not one of those people. They, when I first started working for the hospital, they required each year to get a flu shot. And uh, I'm not, I never needed one before, but, you know, and it's not like I was going to walk around if I got sick. But then again, you can, from what I stand, you can carry the flu just like you can carry COVID uh, and be asymptomatic. So I didn't, I wanted to avoid being a, a typhoid Mary. And it also helps me as a bartender for several reasons. I won't get, you know, if I can get this, you know, I've got three more weeks to get around February 9th, get my second one. And then 
whatever that takes that point. I'll still use social distancing and mask and things like that. But and it's not because I don't believe it's effective. It's because it's better than trying to explain to people who haven't gotten their vaccine that you they got to wear it because of the mandate in the, the Monroe County where we are. Are you get where I'm coming from? That I will wear a mask out instead of going saying, hey, listen, I had the vaccine, show my card. After February 9th, and say that. And also, it'll help with me traveling out of the uh, United States and going different places. Oh, yeah, I've been vaccinated. But it, you know what? I'm not going to pull that bullshit, too, is, you know, mask because uh, people say, oh, you're afraid to go through contention. No. I don't want to feel like a hypocrite and explain to half the people because I know if you can believe that Democrats drink the uh, or celebrities or something drink the blood of children or a pedophile ring and then worship Satan, then you probably would think all sorts of things about a guy not wearing a mask but asking you to wear a mask. Kind of crazy, wouldn't it? So... I'm doing it to show my solidarity for the people that realize, yes, this is a form. And listen, if you do not get a vaccine, then you should always wear a mask. So you're one of the ones that should be wearing a mask forever. I know. That's going to suck. That's going to try to explain that to people. Um, and if you don't, if you try, if you do spread it and get other people sick, well, in the words of one of my regulars, here we go. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Currently are. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tina. Um, she keeps on bugging me all the time to say, where's my residuals? Where's my money? Uh, well, I didn't get any money yet. I'm still working in a negative with this. But we're looking to do that. So if any sponsors, because... Uh, uh, probably won't be as political for the next four years. So um, don't have to bitch. And uh, the, my, uh, I mentioned yesterday, I don't know if I mentioned yesterday, I mentioned today on the other show, that my sister expected uh, that she called my father uh, and before he hung up on her, <laughs> she said, make sure all your electronic devices are charged and you have enough battery power for your oxygen and stuff like that. Because she bought into, I guess, when they started kicking off everyone off Parlor and uh, uh, Twitter and all that stuff, all the crazy, um, uh, the 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 darkest of the conspiracy theories rose to the top, and my sister has fallen into the darkest part of it, and the radicalizing the people that are still hanging on, because that's the only message. Maria Bartalamo on. Fox uh, business. She's uh, still suggesting that the Capitol insurrection was led by Antifa BLM activists, which they've arrested over 100 people and they haven't found one of them yet. Which would have been um, maniacal. Like a uh, one of those, I guess they've been watching too much of that 24 or spy shit 
that people are able to game the system that much and say, hey, listen, we know there's going to be a big uprising, so why don't we just put some of our people in and get them in there, and uh, we'll have them do the most extreme stuff so we can make them feel as if um, they're the ones who um, instigated it. So we've, uh, saw th- we've seen that um, the inauguration. I'll have a couple things on because this is called Riddle Me This, this episode I might call, or I was going to put in My Boyfriend's Back, but I didn't want to get the, I I didn't want to have to deal with the royalties and stuff like that, because you have to pay how many times people listen and stuff like that, because that would have been, actually it could send off and and still piss off some people, but from now on, uh, hopefully you won't be hearing it much, and and you should be, if, if you listen to the negative stuff, then you're going to be unhappy for four years. I know you're hoping for everything to fall apart, but uh, when it doesn't happen, well, they're going to have to put you. We're going to have to put things back together. When it doesn't happen, I know you're not going to admit that it wasn't this and that. So, okay. So while we're listening this morning, before my wife and daughter took off for school, we're watching the news, and they're explaining on CNN where all the flags are on the lawn outside the Capitol. Between that, I mean, it's not the reflecting pool. It's not where the uh, Lincoln Memorial is. Um, the reflecting, well, maybe not. It's on the west side of the Capitol, I think, if I, I'm not correct. And she's going, how many people are As th- How many people, she says, ask me, how many people are going to be there? Blah, 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 blah. And the guy exactly we're here as clear as day what the guy's saying how many people are going to be there and i just pointed to it and and she goes well what i said he's exactly answering the question that you were asking me a guy that's on the ground there is telling you exactly what's in place on the lawn that wasn't there and now people you know whatever crazy bullshit they're going to say they're going to say well at least they didn't have as much as What's his name? And I said, well, they don't have as much because they can't have as much because of the insurrection on January 6th. But they were answering that, and I asked Kathy, why are you asking me this? There's an expert right there. She goes, I want to hear from you. And I said, so you want to hear secondary information that I'm listening to in front of you, and I'll explain it to you again? So you heard it. And I said, or do you want me to speculate? And I said, so I went to her. I said, there's going to be a million people. Right? Not true. Not true, but I just figured, you know, it was going on right in front of the guys reporting that. And, you know, it's just uh, amazing sometimes. I know, and I'm such a sarcastic guy. I can understand how she gets pissed off at me, Abby, that when she asked me a question, and in her head, it's a legitimate question that she wants to know the answer to. In my head, it's a question to, like a joke. Like, I'm I'm not getting the punchline. I'm just looking at people when they ask me. Sometimes when people ask me a question, just like I said yesterday, are are the wings good here? Do the wings taste good? How's your drink? Do you make good drinks? You go, I won't, I mean, 
obviously you're looking at me. If, unless you think I'm uh, a man in his 50s and I decided to become a bartender yesterday, I don't know what the expectation is. It's just like uh, I was waiting for my surgery, right? And I have been talking to my doctor. You know, we had three visits when he did prior to the surgery, and I've seen him in pre-op this past December 28th. And he asked me, do you have any questions? And I could have said, hey, do you do good surgeries? Are you, are you really good at this? You know? And as you said, you heard previously, I wasn't nervous about the surgery per se as much as having the surgery occur. I mean, I was ready to do cartwheels. I mean, physically, I, I mean, I do that half-ass cart and you leave your, you know, your, your, your knees are still bent, your ass is sticking out and the thing is probably 40 degrees. That's the closest cartwheel I can do. Uh, and, and probably... The best cartwheel I could do now is probably only like 30% of the cartwheel I could do at my best, which was pretty shitty before. But then again, who the hell would want to do a cartwheel? Let's see, I'm going to pause you, pause it right now. I have a phone call coming in from a lady, a lovely lady. Hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I have my microphone on. Hold on. I'm going to listen to it. I'll go ahead right now. She was asking me what I was going to do today and stuff like that. We had ribeye last night. Oh, and I made homemade baked macaroni and cheese. Yes, listener. I am a pretty good cook. I just whip up homemade. Now, I'm not talking about that. I hate to. You know what? I'm not going to call it shit because I've eaten that instant powder macaroni. And it's like, it's junk food. And junk food is great. But every so often, real, you get real cheese out of it. Grate it. Make a sauce and all that stuff. That's what I did yesterday while I'm doing various things for the rest of the day. The daughter ate the, you got to make the macaroni and cheese interesting. So lots of cheese on it. So she gets a lot of protein. I know it's not the healthiest thing to put in the sauce and all that stuff, but decides she doesn't want to eat anymore. There's only so much fish you can feed. I can feed more fish, but I just don't want to feed the fried fish, broiled fish, this fish. You know, it's just, there's only so much fish. But the point is, uh, with the questions, I think we were just talking about it. It's crazy. It's crazy the kind of questions you might get from But Coming out of the, it would be similar Today the question was similar to me walking out of the bathroom and someone asked me while I'm standing in front of the bathroom with the door open and you can see the urinal asking me where the bathroom is. Or are you done in there? And you're walking out and you wash your hands and you take the towel. Are you done in there? You wash your hands and you take I feel like, you know, if someone asked me something like that, I would go right in the door and lock it and ask them the questions. At some point, if your powers of observation are a negative to you, like you're seeing something happen and you still have to ask the question, you know, it's as if you walk up to um, 
it's a metaphor. You go uh, from Pennsylvania, you go to your Poconos, the Poconos Mountains, mountains in uh, east of Pennsylvania, where people ski, people from New York, Philly, New Jersey, they all ski. They, they're not huge skiers, but they're, but they're occasionally skiers and they ski. And because it's an Atlantic region, it's not always a, you know, it's never There is many times where it's too warm for snowing and you just take what you know. So if you go up there to, let's say, Big Boulder and you look up at the hill and there's no snow, people say it's five degrees, right? And they didn't have a chance to break. Now I imagine they have snow there and stuff. It's probably cooled off. They have nice little layers of ice skating and all this kind of stuff. But going up there and there's no snow, you go, hey, how come the Mountain slopes are cold. You know, you look it up. You go, oh my God. Oh, you, you. I mean, if I was answering the question, they go, where'd you see Nygaard? Where'd you pull? You know, obviously you're flying through the snow. Or uh, when you're in, uh, someone calls a restaurant and it's loud. And I can barely hear the person talking, you know, talking, talking over the crowd. And people go, are you? Oh, good night. Thank you. Okay, that's listening, you know. So it's, it's 6 o'clock on a Friday night when you're going local. You're at a restaurant. Nobody can break the restaurant. You know? So disbelieving eyes, disbelieving eyes, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So today – about getting, uh, yesterday I'll tell you a brief thing and then I want to um, talk, oh, uh, talk about expectations and things like that because when I went, when they gave me my appointment to get the shot, my expectations were was for a little operation where the key is a total population of 100 miles, 120 miles. We're just saying 70,000 people live there, 70,000 full-time people. And a lot of people were offered it, reduces maybe 20,000 or whatever, the way they interact with anybody. Um, meaning that's just 50,000 people really involved. Over 120 miles, not 120,000, it's 120 miles, right? Which, let's say equals about 50, 50 people per mile. facilities or some kind of clinic and attorneys and stuff like that, maybe another 20 or more. So three three hospitals that 50,000 people that are involved in all that. And so there's about 25 facilities. So that means 2,000 persons that spread out. And you know, most people, the problem was a lot of people were 60, 70% of the uh, population would be open to the idea of vaccination, 30%. So you take those and 30%, that's 35,000. That's about 30, 35 people per mile on the road. So it's 350 people. Let me straighten that up. 
So I was expecting a small operation because they're spread over two weeks getting these people to the doctor. People coming in, people leaving. They, they, uh, they're going to be doing that at the local supermarkets and the Upper Keys, uh, Publix. And maybe they'll start doing it at the regular, like Walgreens and CVS. You add those in, there'll be 50 places. So over the course of two, three months, they'd only have to do like four people a day, right? Let's say they, they expect it to be June. You get everyone that wants a vaccine, get a vaccine down there because of the amount of people in place you can get it. You say between now and June, how many people a day would you need to vaccinate? And that's six times, no, five times 30. So I show up at the hospital, and they have a list. They ask your name. They ask for your ID. You fill out a form. You know, it's just, do you have allergies? Have you had these mumps? Have you ever tested positive for COVID? Um, and this, that. And uh, I don't know what the wrong answer would be to give them to make it. So obviously, I gave the right answers. And the nose will almost always. And I, I say, I. That would have been, that's an interesting question. I didn't have one. And ask, have you been tested for COVID? And if the test tests positive or negative. So, I mean, that would have been giving you more information, but they didn't do it. So, go in there, and obviously, I am the youngest person on average by 20 years. Now, there's, I'm not that far off. I guess people are 65 and older. Instead of making it first responders and things, but the hospital's gotten a certain amount too. Like, so Mariners Hospital, I don't know, another state. People look at it and say, "Well, you know, none of us have pre-existing conditions or something like that." But I sit there. There's three or four people working. I don't know if they're RNs or anything. I think there's at least a couple RNs in the hospital because we even saw someone. into the room. There's one lady and there's two partitions with those medical Chinese walls there so people can sit down and get their shot. Um, I guess I guess people somewhat privacy. I don't know what uh, you really have to need a little curtain to get your shot. But I did. And I sat down and gave her my arm. And uh, barely felt the going in. And then they gave me a card. Big card. They didn't make it thin. They made it. They, they could have made a size of a wa a wallet size card, but they made it bigger. So almost you have to like a press pass almost. And then let me see what it says. It tells me uh, it's a Pfizer vaccine. It tells me when I need to go back when I got it. And the person that gave it to me, my birth date. 
and we reschedule the second date. Remember that in your mind. We told them to do like two days early and two days later. I don't think it'll be two days early because that's not Sunday, but maybe they're going to be open on a Sunday. That would be something. So we get the shot, and we should really feel. And I knew two of the people there. There were people in my spin class that I had taught uh, at the hospital that students of people who are in the ICU room now that are in their 60s are right after me. They said, man, I, I we're waiting together to chat because you, after you get the shot, you got to wait 15 minutes. And I'm sitting there and there's characters coming in. One guy looked like an old hippie. Cross between a biker and a hippie. A hippie biker. Comes in. He's there. Uh, yeah, he's not the guy get their job. We're all waiting. Now, the guy in a wheelchair is keeping their head. They wheel him out to another place all the time because he only has six chairs. And so they, what they do is give six people shots, agree with six people, and then wait for their 15 uh, minutes of release window. So I'm sitting there, and it's about 15 minutes, and uh, it's about 16 minutes, and they send the guy in a wheelchair because how he could go. keeping me around for eye candy. They're looking. They're not all old people that are coming in. Yeah. So the people that I'm talking to came after the guy in the wheelchair who was there. And then after 20, 25 minutes, they said, oh, you can go now. So then I raised my hand. I go, I'm sorry. I didn't want to cause any problems because I work there and I know one of those guys. And I did say, it was not an exaggeration. I just say, hey, can you check me? I'm, I'm, I, I got my shot before those two, that three people you sent away already. And, oh, you're on another page. And I go, uh, yes, the previous page, right? And she goes, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> when were you guys? She's putting a yellow line through people, their names, when they can leave. And there's my, uh, she just said, oh, yes, you can go. Said, well, I mean, I would have waited probably a half hour or something until they said, can you take this one off? I don't want to get up there and put another one on. So it was, uh, so I got the shot. And don't you know it, last night the arm felt, felt like my reaction was as if uh, I got it in my left arm. It felt as if I was playing touch club with the guy now going down the highway and people want to touch somebody. And that's where it feels like in my arm. And now it's coming back up. I'm actually, it felt as if I really, it was shoulder day at the gym on the side, and I really looked as if I was going to die. That's, that's it. So February 9th, or, in or, or about February 9th, when the second one, I was thinking about that one, but it probably, that usually, I think the first one didn't work, but you never know, maybe the second one. And it was the Pfizer one. And uh, my expectation was uh, maybe that, a sore, a sore uh, 
trap. Because it's trapped. And I have that tattoo of the two cross swords on the uh, deck. Because they understood, oh, the X marks the spot and just move on. So anyway, and I knew uh, some of the workers there was nice. And uh, it was quite the operation. It looked like they had about 10 people working there. And they were just, just if you reflected across the United States as this, think, wow, like, this is, this is really organized. It looked, it looked organized. They gave me, and then I downloaded the app from the CDC, which I know the conspiracy people don't want you to do, and I filled it out, talk when I get it. So I'm thinking, well, geez, at least if there's ever a time that they require This COVID-19 vaccine rep vaccination is probably helping me not lose that. This is like my driver's license, credit card, and my employee identification thing that I better find that somewhere else. Uh, yes, probably not. So it, it actually met expectations then, and I was surprised by that the, the, um, the vaccine did that. And we'll find out in the next week. They said it affords you about a 50 to 60% protection the first shot. So the second shot is the one that puts you all the way up to almost 100%, 95%. And 95% is a grade and that. And it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. And since I'm not a, a lucky guy, if I'm going to bet that I'm get it after I had the vaccine and I bartended since May and then now it's January and I haven't gotten sick or tested positive. I've been tested three times or two times. Tested two times. And I have the vaccine. I'd be highly surprised. My expectation is I won't suffer. But that may be. Who knows? There could be a variant that doesn't affect you anymore. Now, speaking of expectations, if you go back into history, this is uh, not history, this is personal history. When I was 14 years old, my mother remarried for the third time. Third time. And she uh, married an Air Force guy, so I, uh, I didn't have a problem with the Air Force. But I was ready to settle down as a, I was in eighth grade, and I didn't want to be traveling member of the service family. My father was a year, a year out from retiring from the government in Philadelphia and bought a house. And his widowed mother, my, my grandmother, and my dad, his widowed grandmother, decided to get a house in a nice, in a, in a more, let's say, uh, my grandmother's house in Los Angeles, but like in Philadelphia. But it was a changing neighborhood getting a little poor. It was a nice house and it was changing. So, and it was away from the supermarkets weren't nearby and stuff like that. So we moved into the edge of the city, but still in the city, still inside. My dad stayed inside Philadelphia. We were literally 
a couple hundred yards from the city line. But it kept us in the city far northeast. And uh, I decided we would leave with my father. But the one thing I would have, I don't know what I would have changed, but my mom, uh, within a year, the man she married, Bruce, retired from the Air Force, and he moved down to Canada. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really get along with Bruce that much, so that, that was all right. But um, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. I miss him. He had his history. And um, we moved to Tampa. Now, I like Tampa. I love Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. I spent a couple of years there. I was born here. I spent a couple of years when I was in third grade and fourth grade and a couple years in sixth and seventh grade. So I really, really was looking forward to uh, moving back to Philadelphia and trying to go to one high school because my dad was retiring, was retiring and he did not want to be there anymore. Just stay put. So my mom had moved to Tampa. I'm living in Philadelphia. A year later, I'm 15, 16. Easter break, and we decide my dad sends uh, my sister, I, I don't think my sister went at this time, but I went to um, Tampa and uh, Easter break, and I brought one life jacket, a couple of t-shirts, and jeans, so I was a big man in that, that case, and I had to make sure I had jeans. My expectation was, it's, it's late March, Whenever Easter was over, you know, going down to Florida, it's got to be warm, right? Well, it's 50 degrees now, Tampa, that time. Get up in the morning. I'm wearing the wrong clothes. But people that get on the plane, they're coming from Wisconsin or something like that. Obviously, if you're in a place where it's, you know, 20 degrees, you're not going to be really bitching out 50. But when you don't bring the right clothes, it's just like getting up in the morning. Should I bring my life jean jacket? Jean jacket was never meant jean jacket looks like a like I said, like fifty five degrees, but in a cold morning in the forties you just you kinda freeze in your ass off. Especially when you lean. You know, having like a nice layer of fat on you. So the expectations of coming nice and easy. A little cool now, but it's actually we have beautiful weather here in, in Naples this week. It's going to be in the upper 70s and it may even hit 80, which is gorgeous. And at night, you can see it's like 60, 70 degrees because I absolutely love having the windows open as much as you can. But then again, you get the muggies. The muggies are starting about a couple more hours. But we're going to, we'll probably going to stay cool there for a couple more at least a couple more weeks. I got a new AC unit in here. It's a nice and quiet, but don't need the AC. Um, my expectations are going to nice weather. And hopefully, February 9th, after whatever I'm going to find out in Alaska, that I get um, the second shot, I will think about getting the shots for the restaurants in Canada. And this way, I can just move my setup. And since I'm in Canada, I'll just use 
whoever, I'll make sure I get a big sock or their microphone. So if you'll use the microphone, wipe, wipe the microphones down and make sure everyone's protected. But they won't, with that second shot, people won't be getting affected by it. And I won't be exposed to my family as I was before. And I won't be bringing it into my place. Which is pretty cool. You know, I, I always, that's what I kind of worried about. My biggest thing was um, getting a shot that here I am. I'm espousing safety, public health, and all this stuff. Common sense precautions like wearing masks and social distancing and washing your hands. And I'm working in the worst environment for that, which is a bar. And they are closing fast and they're closing twice because the amount of time you spend and the amount of protection you keep from people you can't see because of your training. People are less affiliated with you. Think about how Yesco is at Winn-Dixie south of here. And I see this guy, he's kind of dumpy, and he's with his son, and he has the mask under his jaw, walking around. And I wanted to just walk up to him and say something. And I realized he was a little guy, a little chubby guy. I just don't want to, you know what, I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his son. Maybe he looked like he may have been drinking, so he may have thought that he had his mask on or something like that. Maybe his son was just driver's license or something like that. So he walked around with his son too. So I didn't go and say something. He wasn't being militant about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have this thing about not embarrassing people in front of their children. You know, even if I disagree with them. As long as they're not being brutal to their children someone's hurting someone, you got to step in. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to step up and do the right thing. But, you know, other than the time, you just got to let it slide. And that's what we're doing. Well, listen, um, we reached the end of the show. I'd uh, like to thank you for listening. We got a couple, uh, we got a slate of people coming up next week, and I know this week is probably solo. I I apologize if you um, would like me to be a guest, but, you know, it's a, a hectic time right now, and the I'm dropping these episodes just so we have a continuation for the movies, okay? And listen, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Obviously, if you don't like the show, don't listen. I'm not begging you to listen to it. I have this feeling. I think I have a wide appeal. I don't have a narrow appeal. Um, I don't think I have a narrow appeal. I think I have a, a wide appeal. I'm not narrowing it wide. I'm not, I, I don't want to be considered like um, a Canadian kind of comic. I could be considered cheesy. But I, wait, I'm not, you know, people say you're cheesy. It's a good, uh, there's a whole school of thought when it comes to podcasting. Just driven by yourself, or you shouldn't curse. Well, 
I leave it as explicit. I'm not guilty. But if a filthy topic comes on, I just let it go because that's that's what a bar is like. I don't normally initiate. I don't. That doesn't make me a better or worse person. I don't normally initiate, but I'm not prudish about it. I'm not prudish about it. Sometimes I talk about it. Sometimes I don't. But I keep that. So for the rest of the day, I'm going to watch um, this everyone well. Please like the show. Follow us on Facebook. Um, if there's any people, anybody that can accompany or location here, I think probably starting with Keys first, uh, would like to advertise on the show. We do personalized advertising sponsorship. We'd like to sponsor the show. Just contact me. I know there we have Key Largo listeners and we have Key West listeners. I'd like to thank Key West. So we're going to be bouncing back to have a great year. It's going to be a great year considering the year that we had. You know? Considering the year we had, we're going to have a wonderful year. It's going to be pretty good. So, let's um, uh, if you do have any inquiries, uh, send your inquiries. Or if you're a fan, send your inquiries to Jim at KeysBartender.com Sponsorships also Jim at KeysBartender at Like and send us a review, share us with friends, and until next time, I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. Bye.